because those are the areas that are going to move the needle. Those are the areas that are going to be out of alignment, either in a big way or in a little way, where we can make changes, we can make tweaks that are going to have a huge, huge impact. Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. I'm Lauren Francois, human design, mindset, and money expert. I'm a mom of two, entrepreneur for the past nine years, and six-figure earner. I help you, successful, ambitious women, create more success and wealth with more ease by using my unique approach to get you to think and operate in a way that's in full alignment with who you truly are and what you deeply desire. If you're ready to dig into, understand, and remove the blocks that have been holding you back from catapulting yourself forward, you're in the right place. Let's dig into today's episode. Hello, beautiful ladies. Welcome back to the show. I am really excited about this episode. I feel like I say that at the beginning of every episode, but I just hopped off of an Instagram live that I was honored to be on with a fabulous woman named Kira Yang. She is a hypnotherapist for high performers. And on this Instagram live, we were talking about utilizing human design as a high performer. And the chat, the interview was just so good that I thought to myself, I need to bring this to the podcast. So today we're going to be talking about how you can utilize human design as a high performer to really break through that upper limit. Because when you think about it, the more and more and more success you create. So we're talking about reaching that multi-six-figure level and then reaching for that seven-figure level, even that eight-figure level. It becomes less and less about strategy and so much more about the inner game, about your mindset, your limiting beliefs, your identity, your relationship with money, and your energetic management. Because when you're operating at that level, you're trying to find the small things that you can tweak, that you can adjust, like those little things that are holding you back that can make a huge difference. And human design can really unlock that for you. Because with human design, we really can use that to optimize our energy, how we're showing up in our businesses, how we're utilizing our energy, making sure that the way that we operate within our business is in alignment with our energetic blueprint or the way that our energy is meant to flow. And that's your type within human design. And then we can look at the various centers, which are the energetic hubs within your body that have specific themes. So each center has a certain type of energy that it holds. And we can use that to look at mindset, identity, self-worth, willpower, emotion, fear. We really can utilize human design to dive into 
the things that are holding us back based on what is defined and what is undefined within our human design and our human design type. So I really wanted to just dive into a top level, a surface level conversation today on the areas you can focus on as a high performer and what you want to really look at in terms of human design to better understand what is holding you back from really breaking through that glass ceiling, really breaking through to that next level and where you can make tweaks, where you can make shifts that are going to have a monumental impact on your success. So let's start with looking at energetic management. And I'm not going to actually start with type. I'm going to start with the centers. And we're going to talk about four specific centers, and those are the motor centers. So the motor centers are your sacral center, your ego center, your emotional center, and your root center. So when we're talking about energetic management, we really want to look at those four centers and whether those centers are defined or undefined. The reason these centers are called motor centers is because they operate like batteries. And so specifically when we're talking about the sacral center, we're going to talk about this when we talk about type and generators and manifesting generators. But when those centers, when you're utilizing energy within those centers, is actually like a battery that recharges itself. So these centers have a lot, potentially have a lot of energy within them. So if you have all four of those centers defined, you are going to have a lot of energy versus if you have two of those centers defined, one of those centers defined, none of those centers defined. You're going to have very different levels of energy. And so the first thing you want to look at is are those cent- those four centers, do I have them defined or undefined? How many do I have defined versus undefined? And that's going to give you kind of an idea of how much energy you're working with. Now from there, you want to look at your type. And your type really is your blueprint for how your energy flows. This is like the top level within human design. It's the most basic level. There are five different types. Everyone on the planet is categorized into a type. So this is, again, very basic. We can go much, much, much deeper from here. This is going to give you an overall idea of your energetic foundation. And so the five types obviously are generator, manifesting generator, manifester, projector, and reflector. So let's talk about generators and manifesting generators first. So generators and manifesting generators, we have that sacral center defined. The sacral center is the center of creation, of life force energy, of pleasure, and it is one of those four motor centers that I mentioned. So what that means is generators and manifesting generators were the only two types who have a defined sacral center were really meant to do work that lights us up. 
because we have that definition, that life force energy defined. And when we're doing work that lights us up, that recharges that sacral center, that battery. And so when we're doing work that lights us up, we can work and work and work and work and work and never feel like we're burning out. Now, manifesting generators in particular have the most energy to work of any of the types. And that's because they have the energy of a manifester, which is the energy to initiate. We'll talk about that in a second. And they also have the energy of a generator, which is the energy to see things through to the end. So they have both types of energy. So they can initiate and see things all the way through to the end. Manifesting generators are the ones who run circles around everyone else. We're the ones, and I am a manifesting generator, so I can say we, we're the ones who make everyone else feel like, oh my gosh, I can't keep up. How are they doing that? How are they managing all of these things and doing it well? This is how we are designed. Let me repeat that. As a manifesting generator, this is how we are designed. And so we love to work when we are working on things that we're passionate about. We can work and work and work and work and we can get into that flow and we can work for hours upon hours. People will have to pull you away from your work. You'll have to pull yourself away from your work. So in terms of energetic management, many gens, we have the most energy when we're working on things that light us up. Generators, you also have a ton of energy when you're working on something that lights you up, similar to a manifesting generator. There are distinct differences between generators and manifesting generators, but we're not going to go into that here. I go into that in a different episode. Those are going to be the the highest energetic types for the most part. Again, you're going to want to look at those motor centers and how many you have defined versus undefined. But in general, generators and manifesting generators have the energy to work. Let's talk about manifestors. Manifestors do not have that defined sacral center. They could have the other three motor centers defined, which means they still have a good amount of energy. But in terms of the way manifestors are supposed to work, they are meant to initiate. They are meant to lead. They are meant to be two steps ahead of everyone else. They're meant to lead the collective. They're meant to lead us into new direction. They march to to the beat of their own drum and they take action on the things that inspire them. They're not meant to wait. We're not really going to talk about strategy here, but they are the only strategy that does not include waiting. They are just meant to go. Like they have an idea that inspires them. They have something that inspires them. They're meant to initiate, 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 initiate. Now what they're not meant to do is to see things see things through all the way to the end. That's for the generators and the manifesting generators. So manifestors are really meant to initiate and get things started and get them going and then pass them off and then initiate something else, get it started, get it going, and then pass it off. And so they're not going to have quite as much energy typically as a manigen or a generator. Now let's move on to projectors and reflectors. Now these are the two non-energy types. So they do not have defined sacral centers. You can have projectors that have the other three centers, three motor centers defined. It's not super common, but you can. I have seen it. So typically projectors are going to have 
less energy, okay? You're a non-energy type. You are not meant to work nine to five. You are not meant to work long hours. Your gift is not in the amount of work you can do like a generator or a manifesting generator. Your gifts are in the value that you provide. Think quality over quantity. You're typically made to, you're not supposed to work more than like four hours a day. That's usually your max as a projector. So you're really bringing your knowledge, your wisdom, the way you see your niche, the thing you're really good at, you're bringing that forth and you're using that to help others. Projectors, you need a lot more rest, (laughs) a lot more rest. If you are a projector and you are working a lot, you are most likely out of alignment with your energetic type. It's just not how you are meant to operate. And so I have a lot of projectors that come to me and I've worked with a lot of projectors in my one-on-one mentorship because projectors feel burnt out. They're trying to keep up. You're trying to do all these things. You're trying to work and work and work and work and you don't have the energy to do that. So working like that is out of alignment with your type with your energetic blueprint. And so we have to shift how you work. You can't show up like a generator or a manifesting generator. You're not gonna create the kind of success and joy that you desire and really break through that upper limit when you're operating that way. And then the final type is a reflector. Reflectors are very rare. They're less than 1% of the population, but reflectors have no centers defined in their entire chart. So they have no motor centers defined, plus they have no centers defined at all. So they're going to have a very inconsistent access to that energy. They need a lot of rest. Their energy levels are really gonna depend on their environment and who they surround themselves with. But their theme is somewhat similar to a projector in that they have deep, deep, wisdom. They hold a lot of potential energy. Reflectors, you show up and share what you're seeing, what you're noticing. You are very, very deep. You are very, very wise. And again, your gift is in quality, not quantity when it comes to work. So you have your generators and your manifesting generators, with which are your higher energy types. You have your manifestors, which have a motor center defined and attached to their throat center. Then you have your two non-energy types, which are your projectors and your reflectors. And you can see that based on your energy type, you're meant to operate energetically in very, very different ways. And this means that your businesses are going to look different. The way you run your business should be in alignment with your type. This is huge. This is a big tweak that you can make to break through to that next level, to break past that upper limit, is really aligning how you run your business with your energetic type 
to better manage your flow of energy, your unique flow of energy. Ladies, I need your help and I've got a special opportunity for you if you're willing to take the time to do this for me. I'm doing some market research to get a better understanding of who you, my listeners, are, where you're at in your business and career, what specifically you're struggling with, and what your deepest desires are so that I can make sure the content I'm creating for you here is as valuable and useful as it possibly can be. So I've created a short survey for you to complete. To access the survey, all you have to do is scroll down to the show notes and click the link. You'll be redirected to a Google form with questions for you to answer. If you complete this full survey, I will enter your name into a drawing to win a $75 Amazon gift card. Yes, a $75 Amazon gift card as a way to say thank you for helping me with this. The drawing for the gift card will take place on Friday, November 17th, so you must complete the form by Thursday, November 16th to be entered into the drawing. Perfect timing for right before Black Friday, right? Again, all you have to do is click the link in the show notes, complete the full survey by November 16th, and you'll be entered into a drawing to win a $75 Amazon gift card. I appreciate you so much for doing this for me. It is so helpful and it's going to give me such valuable insight into how I can better serve you. Okay, let's get back to the show. So that's the first thing that we that we're looking at when we're talking about high performers is are you showing up in your business in a way that's in alignment with your energetic type and what tweaks can we make to bring you more in alignment with your type. The next thing we want to look at is decision making. And that is your authority within human design. So there are seven different authorities when it comes to human design, we're going to focus on intuition and utilizing your intuition to make decisions versus not utilizing your intuition to make decisions. So this is a big buzz right now. You know, you hear everyone talk about you have to tap into your intuition to make decisions, tap into your gut. What is your intuition saying? And I'm going to go against the grain here and I'm going to say based on human design, not everyone is meant to utilize their gut or their intuition to make decisions and your gut and your intuition are two different things. So there are really only three types of people who are meant to use their gut or intuition to make decisions. When we're talking about intuition, we're talking about the splenic center. The splenic center is the oldest awareness center in the body. It is deeply intuitive. It's an ancient method and it's this deep sense of inner knowing. It's a quieter knowing, a quieter voice, if you will. It doesn't have to be a voice. It could be a feeling. It could be sensing something. It could be seeing something if you're more visual, seeing something in your mind's eye. But it's this deep sense of inner knowing and it usually only 
speaks once. So if you have a splenic authority, it's really important that you are making decisions in a quiet place on your own. So you can really tap into that deep sense of inner knowing. And the splenic center is the center of physical health, of physical like security. It's also the center of our fears. And so when you're making decisions from the splenic center, you're asking yourself, is this healthy for me? So that's really the center of intuition. So you have, if you have a splenic authority, you are tapping into your intuition to make a decision. Now, if you have a sacral authority or if you have a defined sacral center, so that's the caveat. That's why I said three types of people because if you have a defined sacral center and you have an emotional authority, you're still going to use that sacral response. It's just not going to be the end-all be-all as it will be if you have a sacral authority. So again, your sacral center is that center of creation, of life force energy, of pleasure. I like to think of the sacral center as your gut. It's living in the present moment. The sacral center lives in the present moment and it's responsive. So it loves to respond to yes or no questions. So when you have a sacral authority, you're asking yourself yes or no questions in the moment and seeing how your sacral center responds, how your gut responds. Do I want to do this? Yes or no. Does this sound fun to me? Yes or no. Does this light me up? Yes or no. It's those like quick gut reactions. So if you're a sacral authority, you're going to be tapping into your gut to make decisions. So we've only talked about two authorities here out of the seven that are going to be utilizing a gut or intuition to make decisions. The other one, the caveat, is a manifesting generator or a generator who has an emotional authority. So this would be someone who has that defined sacral center, but they also have a defined emotional center. The emotional center trumps all the other centers when it comes to authority. So if you have a defined emotional center, even if you have all the other centers defined, you're going to be an emotional authority. If you are a generator or a manifesting generator with a defined sacral center and a defined emotional center, your authority is actually an emotional authority. So you're tapping into your emotions to make decisions, but you're also going, first you're going to tune into your sacral center. So when you're thinking about a dis or you're, you have a decision to make, you're asking yourself that yes or no question. Does this light me up? Do I want to do this? Yes or no. And then you're riding your emotional wave. You're tapping into your emotions to make a decision if you're an emotional authority. So you still are utilizing that gut response, but then you have that second step of tapping into your emotions versus if you are simply a sacral authority, then you go with that initial sacral response. But when it comes to breaking through that upper limit, when it comes to reaching that next level, the decisions that we're making within our business are going to either create a clear path towards that or they're going to cause us to get off track. And I see this happen so often is we get off track because we're not making aligned decisions. We're not making the correct decisions for us because we're not tapping into our authority. Now, if you're not 
a splenic authority, a sacral authority, or a generator or manifesting generator with an emotional authority, you are not meant to utilize your intuition or your gut to make decisions because you do not have those centers defined. You have inconsistent access to that kind of energy from within yourself. Your energy levels in that area, in your splenic center or your sacral center, are going to be heavily dependent upon the environment you're in and the people you're around, which means they're going to fluctuate a lot. We don't want to be making decisions from a place that fluctuates a lot. This is the same reason we're not making decisions from our Ajna. (laughs) There is no Ajna authority. The Ajna is your center of beliefs, opinions, and perspectives. And this is why According to human design, you're not meant to make decisions from your head because your head, your ajna, your head center and your ajna center are, the ajna is one of the most heavily conditioned centers. If you think about it, it's all about beliefs, opinions, and perspectives. Those things are very, very subjective. They're very much influenced by generations, by an, by our ancestors, by their beliefs, by our parents' beliefs, by our childhood experiences, by our upbringings, by the people we surround ourselves with, by the places we've been. Like Beliefs are so subjective. So we don't want to be making decisions from a place that is very subjective and very conditioned. And that's why none of the authorities tap into the head center or the ajna center. Again, when you're looking to break through to that next level, when you're looking to break that upper limit, the decisions that you're making are so, so important. Every decision holds a lot of weight. So you want to make sure you're making decisions in alignment with your authority. Now, the three main centers I focus on with high performers is going are going to be the Ajna Center, which I just talked about. We'll dive into that a little more. The G Center, which I'm just going to talk about briefly. We're not going to dive in too much. And the Ego Center, which I'll also just talk about briefly. So again, the Ajna Center is your center for beliefs, opinions, and perspectives. Your G Center is your identity center and your ego center, I mentioned this early, is your center of willpower, of control, of self-worth, of self-value. The ego center is a very, very, very masculine energy center. It's also the least defined center in the human design chart. And I've done, I think, a couple of episodes on the ego center, but the ego center is so, so, so huge. It's so important. And it's something you really, really want to look at as a high performer because it's a center, because it has that willpower and that self-worth and self-value. It is a center I know that I had a lot of conditioning in and that I see a lot of high performers have a lot of conditioning in. And they're often operating out of alignment in that center because most people have that center undefined, but they operate in a way within their business as if they would if that center was defined. And so there's a lot of conditioning around that center. But when it comes to the Ajna Center, 
This is where we hold all our beliefs. And so we want to look at, is this defined or is this undefined? If it's defined, then your mental state is going to greatly affect your overall state of being. And I've worked with a lot of women who have this center defined because mindset work is more challenging when you have this center defined. I have this center undefined, so it's much easier for me to challenge perspectives, opinions, and beliefs and see the beliefs that are holding women back. And so I work well with women who have the center defined. But if you have it defined, your mental state is going to greatly affect your overall state. And you're going to form really solid beliefs with a lot of certainty. So you're going to have very solid beliefs, opinions, and perspectives. And you're going to be very certain about those. Whether they're serving you or not, whether they're right or not, whether they're truth or not, you're going to have a lot of certainty around that. And what that does, especially if it's a limiting belief, is it creates tunnel vision. Like you are completely unaware of other realities, of other perspectives, of other beliefs, of other opinions. You're just, you're so solid and certain about the ones that you have. You also can be very close-minded. And so mindset work is going to be more challenging. It's going to take more work. And it can be harder to change your mind. But the awesome thing about having a defined Ajna is that once you do have beliefs that are in alignment with the success that you are desiring, the success you're trying to create, they are so solid. I'm not going to say they are never going to waver, but they're going to waver very, very little. Once you've really incorporated those beliefs as core beliefs, you are you are very solid in those beliefs. Now, if you have the center undefined, you have you are unlimited in terms of your perspectives. You can entertain multiple perspectives all at the same time. You can see various beliefs. You can see and understand different opinions. You are very open-minded. You can truly have an abundant mindset when you're in alignment and you have an undefined Ajna center. And it's much easier for you to change your mind, for you to integrate new beliefs because you're able to see all these different perspectives, all these different beliefs you can integrate new ones that feel really good rather easily. Now, the thing that you typically struggle with if you have an undefined Ajna is you struggle with searching for certainty. You want to feel certain. So if you have a defined Ajna, you feel certain. You have that consistent energy from within. You feel certain in your beliefs and perspectives. When you have an undefined Ajna, you don't feel certain. You're not meant to feel certain. And yet, we want to feel certain. And so we can do things in our search for certainty. We ask tons and tons of questions. We think ourselves in circles. We overthink. We second guess. We look for validation. And we can get stuck in that 
with an undefined ajna and that can prevent us from moving forward because we're we're trying to find that certainty when what we need to realize is we're not going to find that certainty it's really important that we avoid second guessing ourselves that we make decisions from our authority, that we operate in alignment with our type and our strategy. And then when we do that, we know that we're making the right decision. We don't have to feel certainty in order for something to be right for us. We don't have to keep searching for that certainty. So as a high performer, we, we really want to look at the Ajna Center, whether it's defined or undefined and how that's showing up for you, what your beliefs are, which ones are holding you back? Are you searching for that certainty and just getting stuck in that cycle of trying to feel certain? And is that holding you back from ultimately moving forward? But this is a really, really important one when it comes to high performers. I touched on the ego center already. That's another really, really, really important one that we want to look at. And then finally, it's the G-Center. And the G-Center is our center of identity. It's the I am. When we have a defined G-Center, we have a defined sense of self. We have a defined feeling of or consistent feeling of knowing who we are. When you have an undefined G-Center, you are more of a social chameleon. Your identity is going to change. It's going to change depending on the environments you're in, the people you're around. And that can be a really, really cool thing. But it also can leave you with a sense of feeling like, I don't know who I am. And I feel like my identity is constantly changing. And my identity needs to be solid in order to break through to that next limit. I need to be this person. And that can really hold you back. Now, if you have that center defined, the problems can arise when you have a really solid identity that's not quite in alignment with the success that you desire. And so we have to really work on shifting parts of that identity. And sim similar to the defined Ajna, it's just going to take more work to shift your identity when you have that G-Center defined because you have that solid sense of who you are. So embodying that new identity could be more challenging, can be more challenging because you're like, I know who I am and I'm not that. And we know that action stems from identity and beliefs. We never act out of alignment with who we believe we are, ever. We will never act out of alignment with who we believe we are. So if we want to change action, we actually have to change identity and beliefs because those are the foundation of every act. Those are the foundation of everything we do. So if we have that defined G-Center in our, identi our identity, there's a part of our identity, I don't want to say our whole identity, but there's like parts of our identity that are not in alignment with where we're desiring to go with the kind of success we're desiring to achieve. We have to work to change that part of ourselves. We have to work to shift that identity to be in alignment with what we're desiring. And that can be exasperated by a defined ajna 
right? So if you have a divine G center plus a defined Ajna, you're going to have like solid, solid identity plus solid, solid beliefs and beliefs around that identity. And so there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done there in order to really align yourself with breaking through that upper limit to that next level. So when we're talking about utilizing human design for high performers, those are the areas we're really going to focus on because those are the areas that are going to move the needle. Those are the areas that are going to be out of alignment, either in a big way or in a little way, where we can make changes, we can make tweaks that are going to have a huge, huge impact on your business, on your success. You know, it could be shifting one of those things that's the thing that propels you up, that's the thing that propels you through that glass ceiling and shatters it for you. And so we're really looking at that internal game. We're really, we really have to focus on that at this level because again, it's not so much about the strategy anymore. The strategy is more important at those lower levels. When it comes to these upper levels, this is what we're looking at. We're looking at your human design. We're looking at your mindset, your relationship with money, your identity. Those are the things that are going to hold you back at this level. So I hope you guys found this enlightening. I hope you found it useful. I hope it sparked your interest. If you are ready to start utilizing human design to unlock your next level as a high performer, I would start with a human design chart reading. This is where I come in and I read your human design chart for you. I help you to understand your unique human design and where you can start making shifts to operate more in alignment with your unique energy flow, your unique energetic blueprint to help you break through that upper limit. So that would be a great place to start. If you're interested in a human design chart reading, just click the link in the show notes and you can go ahead and book one and schedule it. You'll get an email to automatically schedule it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Lauren underscore Francois or shoot me an email. My email is listed in the show notes. But that is what I have for you guys today. I'm excited because we're going to be talking more about high performers in an upcoming episode. I'm actually bringing uh, Kira Yang, who is a hypnotherapist for high performers, on to chat. And I cannot wait for you guys to listen to that. So I will leave you with that. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And I'll talk to you at our next episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, had a breakthrough or an aha moment, be sure to share it with me through a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews are what help the podcast reach more women who want to create more success and wealth with more ease. If you aren't already following me on social media, be sure to follow me at Lauren underscore Francois for more tips, wisdom, and behind the scenes content. And don't forget to check out the show notes for any links referenced and the current ways we can work together. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect in our next episode.